When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. On the Crimson Tide Sports Network, from Learfield IMG College, this is the Captain's Corner. Here are your hosts, John Parker Wilson and Rashad Johnson. Welcome, everybody, to the Captain's Corner podcast. I am John Parker Wilson, joined with my sidekick, Rashad Johnson. What's up, Rashad? How's it going, bro? Man, finished up week two. We're, or no, week one. We're now in week two. Yeah, moving ahead. It's 24-hour rule is over, though. It's official. Yeah, we're in week two. You're right. We're in week it's two. Tuesday. We're recapping. <laughs> it is, yeah, we're recapping the 42-3 to victory over Duke. Um, coming out of the Chick-fil-A kickoff game, Alabama took care of business. A um, lot, uh, lot of young guys playing, especially on the defensive side of the ball. A couple on the offense side also. But overall, man, I think our guys played really good. Everything, there's a lot of, a lot of media, a lot of, a lot of noise, a lot of stuff, I felt like before the start of this game, which, you know, Coach Saban said it a couple times in his press conference, this is really going to test our character. It's going to test our, our team. You know, you're forming an identity now. Yeah. And I think the guys handled it really well. I, I think so as well. I mean, they handled it really, really well, you know, with the you know adversity, you know, during the week of, of losing, you know, a leader like Dylan. I mean, I know what a lot of people say, like, our next man up. But, I mean, he he was a guy that that's kind of irreplaceable. No doubt. I mean, consensus, you know, all-American, you know, buckets award, finalists, you know, those guys just don't show up every day. Um, so to, to lose that and then the legal, the leader that he was, you know, just, just instrumentally each and every day on the field, um, you know, I thought our team did a great job, man, of just gelling together, playing for one another, um, and just flying around, man. It was relentless football because 
they, they easily could have, you know, thrown in the towel or, or, or been down on themselves. Because early on, we really didn't start off that that great, you know, offensively or defensively. You know, they were moving the ball on us, you know, just so happened, you know, we were able to get a stop, you know, after an early turnover and things like that. But, you know, they, they had opportunities of, of moving the ball early on and we just wasn't in rhythm. But uh, just to go back, you know, to this first game, those young guys, man, I, I have to applaud, you know, the DJ Dale up front, you know, the Shane Lee, uh, the, the Christian Harris. I mean, these three guys guys were in the middle of our defense you know week one as freshmen um and i think they've done a tremendous tremendous job uh, as, as in that role man and, and uh you know david cutcliffe the head coach offensive coordinator for duke he man he had a great game plan he really did he came <laughs> out and and the thing about dylan moses and the next man up that's kind of coach talk right yeah i mean that's like you know stuff you have to say and you're supposed to say for sure even as a player keep the morale keep the morale but it's tough it's tough when you lose a guy like that no doubt about it I mean it is and it affects everyone but like you like we said though I mean I think it showed the character you know of the other guys we have you know on this team Mm -hmm. you know as much you know weight as Dylan carried I I think we got a lot of guys that that carry a lot of weight as well and it's going to be able to to keep pushing this unit forward I mean you know Raekwon had a tremendous game up front Um, Xavier McKinney was flying around with eight tackles you know led the team Uh, Patrick Sertan caused a turnover you know then in third quarter that was a really big play so I mean the guys that you know around these young guys really gelled together and and, and held the, the character and, and you know the team that you want to see a resilient football team uh, is what I would say we were on Saturday you yeah. know not starting off the best way second quarter getting our rhythm and then third quarter really you know controlling the fight and and dominating it in, in that fashion well plus you know we started out the first quarter ended zero to zero and you got to think if you're on defense you're going to say you know we might get to a slow start but we know two of them Based on last year, they're going to score 14, 21 points in the first quarter. Yeah. So Not I'm, even the first half. But right. We're going to come out. So we might be down, but we're going to be up because – or we might be down, you know, not where we want to play, but we're going to be up on the scoreboard because our offense is so good. Yeah. But they really dug down deep. I mean, it yeah. was tough. Yeah. I mean, Duke's defense, you have to give it up for those guys. I mean, they, they were flying – a round early on man uh the linebacker uh, number 49 uh, uh, he was really really imposing his will you know early on in different plays man uh and I think you know just just the depth and just overall just being able to sustain yourself playing you know the way that they were playing with that um, that much emotion you know you're knowing you're in a big battle against you know uh, a person you're not supposed to to be able to defeat so you're ex- exposing all this emotion all this energy and I think that defense just wore down man and you saw it in the third quarter our bigger guys more physical guys you know and faster guys just really wore on them and they couldn't keep up no doubt Duke threw their their best uh, punch early they came out they did some crazy stuff on offense, but on defense, a lot of games up front. So mm-hmm. a lot of twist, a lot of different things with the defensive linemen of just saying, hey, we know you've got two really good tackles with Leatherwood and Wills on the outside, but inside you got some new guys. So they, I mean, twisting, doing all kind of stuff up front. Didn't start out the best on the offensive line. And I think if anything, you got to look and say, hey, we got to clean some things up. But yeah. they settled in. And overall, I think gave Tua uh, uh, plenty enough time, and you know had some had some good numbers in the running game also. But overall, kind of settled in and, and took the initial shock of saying, "Wow, we're out here. We're really playing ball now. It's week one. Like there's no yeah. going back to the film to watch it. You got to come out win." And and they they handled it. You know, finished on offense with 512 yards total offense, 367 through the air, 145 on the ground. You know, anytime you go over 100 yards rushing, that's a good day. Uh, but, you know, given the fact that Duke really tried to shrink the game down, 
I thought they, they handled it really well on offense. Yeah, I think so as well. And, I mean, I have to agree with you. I thought, you know, the offense played really well once they settled in. Uh, the games up front definitely, you know, hurt us in the run game, especially on the short yardage run. Third and ones, there were some, you know, at the goal line type run plays that they were able to, you know, stun on us and make some plays in the backfield that you want to see us clean up. Um, and then I think defensively, you know, what they really caught us off guard with early on was trying to, you know, switch to that wing T formation. Crazy. I mean, Bro, I thought yeah. it was brilliant, though. It, oh, no doubt about it. I mean, he went back and watched every game last year and the year before that. I mean, he saw Georgia Southern and he saw the Citadel. I mean, two teams that came in here, old-fashioned wing T, and we had trouble. They both ran for over 100 yards. You know, a single player ran for over 100 yards. And if I'm not mistaken, Georgia Southern rushed for over 200 total, you know, yeah. in that game. That was shit through a tin horn. <laughs> yeah, no if doubt. If you remember Coach Saban's uh, <laughs> yeah. press conference, he got pretty famous. Yeah. And I mean, and, and, and nobody can quote it like he can, man. But definitely. And then I, for Cutcliffe to go back, you know, and study that type of film and pull whatever he could because he knew he was coming into – you know, a, a matchup that he wasn't going to be armed to be able to to really win. So how can I make a play and make a splash play here or there, you know, that can get us an extra first down or a touchdown, you know, in some type of, you know, mix up by something they haven't practiced. And I thought it was, a you know, a great call. And it almost got them a touchdown early yeah, on. They get down there, big fourth, uh, fourth down stand from us. Yeah. But how crazy is that from a, from a defensive standpoint of you're getting ready for – Cutcliffe, who's you know he's going to do some some run pass options. He's going to throw the ball downfield, take a lot of shots. Yeah, but was wing T? Is that even in your in your mindset? You're not even thinking that. I mean, Georgia Tech, maybe. I mean, if we're yeah. playing them, you're thinking it. But I mean, when we watched this game playing against Duke, it was empty. You know, split mm -hmm. back runs, a lot of quarterback runs because of Quentin Harris's his, his his ability with his legs, and like you said, just throwing the ball down the field. That, that's who Cutcliffe, you know, major, uh, majored in. You know, throwing it down the field, quick game, and in the split zone runs, man. So to see them come to something like that that early on and they did it right after the turnover right normally that's when things like that happen you have a turnover you know a, a change of momentum in the game that point in time right there you're either going to take a shot or you're going to get do something to try and catch the defense off balance and I thought they did a really good job of that but I'll tell you who did an even better job that was Pete Golden and our defense because mm. they made the adjustment I'm talking about right then on the sideline. They went right back to what we did in the games last year, able to get to a common cover six, uh, which is cover three. We're, we got a nickel that's on the strong side playing the edge, and then we have a safety coming down weak side playing the edge. So when you're playing the wing T option look, the one thing you want to do is have edges on the defense. Right. We can't let the ball get on the perimeter. So, number one, we have both of those guys down. Now playing the edges, nothing gets outside of them. And then from there we have our linebackers now filling the inside run and running the alleys. And you take your safety because they now have become a wing T, primarily run defense. You sit him at 10 yards. You sit him You're right over the ball. Free safety in the middle. Free safety in the middle of the field, sitting at, the, at 10 yards right over the ball, and he's reading the motion guy. So if the mo guy motions to the, from the left heading to the right, he's reading him. And if he comes back left, which is we call um, – uh, he, just, he just goes retract in the motion back out the same way then the safety will run the alley in that direction but if he stays going to the left and the option is carried out that way he's that extra run defender because you have to uh, you have to account for him now right. because the quarterback's a runner yes. so you need that middle field safety and I think you know just adjusting to it not doing it in practice and watching these guys you know uh, come out there and execute it the way they did man just shows you you know how great you know Coach Saban's defense and, and Pete Golden does and making these guys so adaptable. You can't play in the system if you can't adapt. Well, 
that's the thing because I thought for sure, hey, let's take a timeout. This would be a great time to use a timeout. It was still um, early. So, hey, get on there, figure it out, and then make Duke, you know, get out of it and change something else. But it's got to be – it's got to talk to the um, cons- consistency of, of running the defense because if, if he calls a place and you do what you're supposed to do, if you stick with your keys, it's going to yeah. be fine, right? Yeah, for it, sure. I mean, just that's being coachable but also having – I think Pete, being the defensive coordinator now, of having his guys ready to play, of saying, just just do your job. And the, we might not have the whole playbook, but if I call cover six or whatever it is, do your job and we're going to be okay. Yeah, no doubt. That's exactly what it is. And, I mean, that's what happened there in that moment. Like, we've, we've done it enough. We've adjusted these different calls in camp enough. And that's what I think, you know, what also, like, our teams never go into a game unprepared. As much as we want to say, yeah, we were unprepared for the wing T formation. Like, we practice everything that you can really see in training camp. I mean, you get the kitchen, the sink, you know what I'm saying, the refrigerator, everything. Like, yeah. whatever you can see on the field, like, Coach Saban is going to make sure it's repped at practice and we have an opportunity for it to get plugged into our guy's head, even if it's just for one day or for one period. Because you're just putting it on tape. Just putting it on tape. And that it, way you can go coach it after the practice. You it, might not get yep. it right, but it's going to be in your mind somewhere. Exactly. And, I mean, then there we go. Boom. We need it in week one, something, you know, that you just normally – wouldn't think that you would need, but it's, it's been repped. It's been talked about. So, I mean, I, I think we did a great job in that avenue, you know, just being prepared and, and executing, you know, when the situation changed in that moment like it did. Uh, it, it was just such a, a great, you know, way to, to, like I said, show the character of our team. Um, it, great big stop. And then, then it, from there on, you know, being able to move the ball in the second quarter, you know, gain points and, uh, and finish the half the way we needed to. Yeah, you know, I think being able to get out there with, with 14 points, so came back after a missed field goal, and I thought Alabama had a really good kind of series of drives of going back-to-back of putting points on the board. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think our, our field goal kicker had a, had a good day, hit the upright, um, you know, the first drive. But all in all, we came back, we punted on the first drive, three and out, sack on third down. The second drive missed field goals, had a really good drive, 12 plays, but then the third and fourth drive where we threw the touchdown pass to Miller Forrestal and that kind of is almost a little trick play. Yeah. Um, but was able to go twelve yards, eighty or twelve plays, eighty yards. And and I think the cool thing about that drive was we had the huge holding penalty on first down. So Najee catches the screen pass, goes down inside their yeah. red zone. Mm-hmm. We get a we get a rogue hold call on the left guard. But come back and able to march the ball down the field and, and put seven points on the board. Uh, like you said, it goes back to the resiliency and the character of, of that bunch, man. Just not being phased by that penalty. You know, a lot of times when when penalties set you back, especially after a big play like that, you know, guys are just tanked. You know, they are they're already on to the next series. Like let's right. punt the ball and go to the next go series. On. Yeah, uh, it, it showed you know a lot of resiliency, a lot of character of the team. Um, and, and just great play calling too, you know, by yep. by Sark, you know, on that drive, the 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 call, the call for Miller forced out, you know, twenty seven yards out, you know, the throwback pass is just a staple in the red zone. He caught it in the high red zone, which is a, which was a great call um, and great play. Uh, just to stand on the offensive side of the ball, man, um, a guy who was just electric all day was you know Jerry Judy. I mean, this guy was was unbelievable. You know, with ten catches for one hundred and thirty seven yards, you know, one touchdown. Uh, it was just phenomenal to see a guy, you know, go out and play the way he played, you know, his sophomore year, win the Bolitnikoff, and then come back, you know, just not miss a beat. 
He's like, throw me the ball, and I'm going to make guys miss, and I'm going to get up the field. It wasn't like he was catching big plays. No. You know, he's catching digs and curls, and he's turning them into 25, 30, 40-yard runs, man. Uh, another kid that did that very special as well, Jalen Waddle. Yeah, he's a good one. I mean, and I think the cool thing or the thing that we did was – Jerry Judy's longest catch of the day was only 21 yards. Wow. So he's used to last year being an explosive guy. Yeah. You know, big down the field throw or a quick one where he'd uh, bust out the backside. But he was able just to kind of chop the wood and Mm -hmm. and do do, do his job on each play. And then at the end of the day, you look up, you got 10 catches for 137 yards. But it's – I think a tip of your hat to Steve Sarkeesian. Yeah. I thought he called a great, great game plan. I did too. I mean, early on, you you saw him take those shots, you know, that, that we're used to taking with Judy. Yep. He, he double moved, threw it down the field. Not there. Not there. No, another time went down the field and he saw, he's like, you know what? These guys are playing up soft. high. They're playing yes. soft. They're not going to give us that play. So let's go to the second part of, of this game plan in, in this playbook and let's call these underneath routes and let our athletes do what they do. I, I think I remember – uh, correctly listening to Coach Saban, you know, give a comment about explosive plays. You know, I hear this last week. He said, man, explosive plays can happen anyway. Mm-hmm. We can run a double move outside and, and get an explosive play, or we can throw a swing route to our receiver in the flats, and he makes a couple guys miss and, and turns it into explosive plays. That's what's so special, you know, about our offense in this unit. Like, it doesn't have to be one typical way that we get our explosive plays. I mean, we got so many great athletes, man, that we can double move you or we can hand it off to a great running back like Najee Harris or or Jerome Ford. You know, he showed his skill set. Or we can throw it underneath to Smitty and watch him do what he does with the ball. So it's it's a special unit. It really is. There's so many guys that spread around. Six guys carried it. We had nine receivers catch the ball. But one of the things that – Tua talked about all offseason was, man, I just got to take what the defense gives me. Mm -hmm. You know, I I can't force it. And he did it. He did it this game, 26 of 31. You know, they had a couple throwaways. But but he he just did that. And and at some point during a game when you're just throwing four-yard routes and three-yard routes, and then, okay, you might have a really long way down the field that's like eight-yard. He he stayed patient. Yeah, he didn't get antsy and try right. to take his shots. After the first couple, early in the first quarter, he said, "It's not going to be there today. If it's there, I'll take it." But right now, I just got to dump it. You know, these short road throws, and he did it. He did it all day. Yeah, he really did. I mean, it show, shows a lot of growth. You know, in in any player to be able to just to play within the system. I mean, we we all want to press. We all want to make that big play. And he's been known for that that big time throw. And like you said, you know, to, to see him, you know chip away with those underneath routes 26 to 31 uh, a tremendous tremendous day on his behalf um just leading that offense and, and rallying the troops all night all night long yep good day from good good day from our boys 42 to 3 win this is the captain Cor- captain corner podcast i'm jp wilson 14 on twitter rashad rashad johnson 26 on instagram and just rashad johnson on twitter Check us out. Twi- Captain's Corner as well. 26 was the the pro number? Yeah, that was the professional number. Uh, That's professional number after I cut my dreads. I had two numbers in the NFL. I was 49 at first. Yeah? Yeah, and then my fifth year, I just uh, – just, just something new, man. I just felt the new energy. It was a new me, a rebirth. You going to grow them back? I, I thought about it, man. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think? How about you guys let me know on my Instagram or on my Twitter if Rashad should bring the dreads back? It's a good poll question. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of like the short hair. Yeah. Thank you, JP. Looks good. Yeah. You know, I used to have the long hair, too. I guess. <laughs> I do the, remember that. The, the swoop. It was like the, yeah. 
it was I, yeah. you know had a little bit had a little bit hanging out of the back of the house. I wish I still had. It. Now my hair's falling out. So you know, not cover your name on your jersey. <laughs> Can't do that. Yeah, <laughs> Can't cover up the name. Right. <laughs> Coach Saban's rule. Got to show the nameplate, which I kind of like. You know, I, I love it, man. We're all together. Keep We're a team together. Let's keep it clean. And let's play ball, man, for sure, for sure. Well, but, we're, we're going to have to play some ball this year. No doubt, no doubt. I mean, just week one, good win. You know, we got week two, New Mexico State. You know, we're going to get in some SEC play week three, and, and, and we're going to have to really play some good ball, man. I'm just watching around, you know, the league, man. Uh, LSU looked good. Texas A&M looked good. You know, Clemson looks good. Auburn, man, that comeback victory. True freshman quarterback. Oh, we had some true man. freshmen. Wow. Four, I mean, that fourth quarter drive was – It was impressive. I mean, you got to – you know, it's tough. It's tough when you're true freshman. It's tough any time to go out there and say, hey, we got to score a touchdown to win. And yeah. he did it. They, I mean, I think they're going to be a good team because they've got such a good defense. I mean, their defense yeah. is going to be good the whole year long. They got some – top draft picks on the defensive especially up front mm-hmm. so they're going to get better if they're this young guy he's going to have some confidence now no Just doubt. like our guys but yeah the quarterback position you know how important it is to have confidence out there throwing the ball around yeah very confident and i think you know what also gives him great confidence as well is as you saw in the second half man that offensive line and that run game really dominated oregon i mean yeah he he did a great job on that last drive but leading up to that man whitlow was was carrying the rock moving the ball um, and it, it was just tremendous. So, I mean, that's going to be – no, it's the end of the year, but, man, that that's going to be a, a knockdown drag out. I, I can't so. wait, man. Collision coming yeah, in. Yeah, I'm glad they won, man. I don't, I don't want the lightweight. I want I want it the heavyweight. Going down to Jordan Hare, too, this year now. However they want it, man. I like it. We're coming. We, 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 we I'm sorry. We both got long – Mexico State. I know. What's up? God. Yeah, you know, but we got to <laughs> talk about everybody. There's another quarterback that had a pretty good game, too. Wow. Number one. Oh, yeah. He's not Changes a dude, number. but he's number one. Jalen Hurts. Man. Transferred after. Jordan himself. Yeah. <laughs> he, <did. laughs> like, he had a good game. He looked really good. Nah, he looked phenomenal, man. Throwing the ball, running the ball. I mean, just everything in, you know, that whole entire system. Uh, I, have a, I have a buddy of mine uh, that tweeted, I'm going to give him a shot, Dry Powers. He, he tweeted out that, you know, Lincoln Riley is the quarterback whisperer. I mean, and you think about it, you know, what he's did since he's been there. You know, Baker Mayfield, number one draft pick. You know, Kyler Murray, number one draft pick. You know, and then Jalen Hurts. You call him number one right now? I mean, I can't say number one draft pick, but, man, he dang sure looked like one the other night. I mean, he was throwing the ball. He made good decisions. Um, When it was time to run it, he ran it like a running back. Like, he's not that typical – quarterback who scrambles like you know Deshaun Watson is great with his legs RG3 is great with his legs you know some of these other guys are really good with their legs he's like Cam Newton right that's who he's, he's trying to hurt people yeah I mean he's a tough tackle in the open field so if he can put that together man with with, with the passing game uh, I, I'm not saying he's going to be the number one first number one pick overall um, but he has a bright future and he's definitely going to increase his draft stock you know by making the decision that he made 20 of 23, 332 yards, three interceptions. I mean, three touchdowns, zero interceptions, and they had three 176 rushing. rushing yards for three touchdowns. Six total. So, collision course. We had just had a collision course with Auburn, Iron Bowl. There, it's a very real possibility we see Oklahoma again for the second time in a year in the playoffs. If we do what we're supposed to do, and they do too, wow. man, the place would go crazy. Yeah, it would be electric. Man, it would be like – 
some people probably what crimson and crimson jerseys. How does that? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I think they're crimson and cream. They're crimson and cream. Yeah. So I mean, it would be. It, it would be phenomenal to, to to see that type of matchup, especially with you know the, the center story would be the quarterbacks because they're great players and deservingly so. Not only are they great players, man. What I also love about these guys is that they're they're great people. Mm. I mean, when you see Jalen Hurts, you see you know what he went through, you know as far as you know losing his job like he did, showing his resiliency and his character to stick through it, and you know and say that I still believe in myself and believe in the position that God has placed me in, and then to come and write the story the way he did against Georgia, I mean and, you know Tua, you know I mean he's a great leader, you know and he's been leading these guys and pushing them forward, and then to see you know Jalen stepping, he was the, the biggest cheerleader for him. So I mean these guys are just really great guys, and to see that type of competitiveness and really good guys get to that point to play each other, I would be excited about every second of that. No man. doubt, and I, and I think Jalen what he did last year in the SEC championship, yeah, showed you how seriously he took it every week. Because yeah. if you're not getting ready for each and every week, if you're not, you know, film study, getting mentally prepared, it just doesn't happen when you come in in Georgia because he didn't have that many reps throughout the season. They sprinkled him in, but he came in and won the game in the second half. There's no doubt about it that, that he did what he was supposed to throughout the entire year. And that's that's why Alabama had the season that they did. And, and you know, Jalen Hurd, like you said, the character of a guy like that. Yeah, it was phenomenal. He was definitely prepared. I mean – like you said, nobody does what he just did if you're not prepared. And I mean, I, he was prepared on on Sunday as well uh, against Houston, as he as he put up six touchdowns, over 500 yards uh, total offense, um, and just leading you know the Sooners in route uh, to to win you know the Big 12. Man, it, it should be fun to watch these guys do what they do. Well, we got we got to win the Big 12. They've got to get through Texas. Texas got a pretty tough um, test this week against LSU. We got that matchup, L- or uh, SEC playing a different conference, and then also we've got Clemson playing Texas A&M. And I tell you what, Kellen Munn was a guy last year when he came in here to Bryant Denny Stadium. He he impressed me. He really did. He's a big guy. He throws the ball well. He runs it really well. You know they played pretty tough with Clemson last year in a in a game that came down to the stretch. So that it, it's a big week two matchup early on that I think is going to really. You know, put A and M. I think it's a more important game for Texas A and M than it is Clemson hmm. because it could propel them for the rest of the year. A and M on having you know playing in the West, they're gonna have to play LSU. They're gonna have to play Alabama. It's a big game for them. Yeah, for sure. I, and it definitely is a big game for them. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know who who it propels or who it help, uh, hurts more. I, I, I would have to. I think I would say Clemson if they were to, you know to drop this one. You know, being number one. We all know how this this system is, but I guess it's, if it's an early on loss and it's not too big of a loss, they still can play themselves back into it. But, I mean, just to piggyback off of you, with Kellen Munn and, and what he does at the quarterback position and what he brings to Texas A&M, he is a very versatile versatile player. I mean, he's, he's strong-armed, um, great with his legs, and, and just the overall you know leader and commander of that offense with Jimbo Fisher there, man. These guys have – have ascended fast. You know, you didn't expect it to happen as fast as it did. It's kind of like Coach Saban coming here, you know, in our second year being as good as we were. You know, those guys are, are really ascending, and it's going to be a great matchup. I mean, if we recall last year, the game came down to the wire. You know, it was a guy that uh, he got hit and then fumbled it out of the back of the mm-hmm. end zone. It kind of, you know, was a, a kind of questionable call in that moment it, 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 that, caught, that, you know, was the determining factor of who won. Um, but, you know, Clemson, they looked really, really good in their opener. Uh just did a great job controlling that game. They're going to be a powerhouse in the ACC. 
and you know we're looking forward to you know the opportunity if, if it presents itself down the road but you know this week with Texas A&M and Clemson that's going to be a special one to watch but I think I'm a little bit more excited about the LSU uh Texas game I think I'm a little bit more excited about that well one. that's a huge matchup if nothing else uh you know Texas will come into Louisiana and try to recruit a lot and, and LSU will go over Texas and try to recruit those guys so there's a it's kind of a turf war coming up and just a lot on the line bragging rights but Sam Ellinger the quarterback for Texas he's kind of come on um, into his own doing a lot of good things you know they've 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 kind of grown up pretty quickly too so this is a big big matchup for Texas um, because Joe Burrow is doing some things at LSU the quarterback position this year yeah and just to piggyback off of that and that's that's where I was gonna go like Joe Burrow man and what he did you know in week one for LSU you know it it's been every year this is LSU's year. This is LSU's year. This is LSU's year. And, and it's always come down to kind of the same thing. They're just really vanilla on offense. They yep. always have some great guys up front, defensive backs, as we can look in the NFL and tell. They, they do great at that position as well. Um, and they just can't seem to, to have that, that centerpiece that you need. I mean, you think about some of the talent that's coming out of Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, J- Jeremy Hill, you know, Patrick Peace, entire like there's tons of tons of first round, big talent, you know, but they can't get over the hump, you know, every year. But Joe Burrow, just for week one, you know, throwing five touchdowns um, in the first half at that. You know, I know that they were playing a lesser opponent, but still, I, I, when is the last time an LSU quarterback threw five touchdowns, period? And maybe the first Two or three games. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> not even the first half. So I mean this this is a matchup uh early on that can really, really set the tone to say, Okay, I hear you guys and, and maybe LSU is for real. Well, he went twenty three of twenty seven, two hundred and seventy eight yards, five touchdowns, like you said. So he was named the SEC player of the week. I think we could say our guy had a pretty good day too at quarterback. But I think they gave it co. I think yeah. they, they called him. They oh, co- did they? Yeah, they co SEC, okay. I think. That's more like it. But yeah. You know, LSU fans. I've, I've been seeing them on Twitter. You know, tweet tweet. They're they're like, man, we tweet, we tweet, got tweet. a quarterback. We think we got it. We do. We think we got a quarterback. Because that's kind of been the missing piece to LSU over the past ten years. Yeah, I mean it has. You know, they've had a number of guys that have been there. My favorite was Jared Lee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thank you. What? Why is that? 2008, man. What, what happened? He's a gift wrapper. What happened? Yeah, he throws them right to you. Right to you. Yeah. How I, many did you have that day? One, two, three. Three. Yes, right. <laughs> My favorite one was one in uh, – so we're talking about the 2008 game. Yeah. When Rashad and I were both seniors. The namesake for the, the show, the Captain's Corner, Corner podcast. Yes. We were both captains of that 2018. Correct. Along with Antoine Caldwell. Our guy, my guy. Five nine. My guy. We're going to have him on the show coming up. We're going to save him, though. He's he's a good one. Yeah, he's a special one. He comes on. He may stay for a while. Like He may stay a couple of episodes. So, oh, they, I like yeah. that. We need to have him. You know, he tra- he, uh, Antoine's still leave it, li- living in Houston after playing for the Texans for all those years. We might need to get him in studio here. I would love that. Let's do it. Man. Bring he, him up from Houston. I don't know. No, we wouldn't be we couldn't talk because we'd be laughing the whole time. <laughs> I agree. I agree. What up though? But the 2008 <laughs> game we're talking about was Chad had three picks. Yes. My favorite one came in overtime because then we could just you know, Coach Saban though is like, let's go score a touchdown. Throw it to Julio. Let's put it put six on the board to win. So, right. It's not questioning. No, let's go, let's go score a touchdown. I loved it. Good times. Good times. Well we'll get we're gonna get Antoine on the show this year, even though he doesn't know it yet. He'll come. We'll make him. Um, we're going to get some other guys throughout the year. Going to try to have a caller um, about every week, get things going, 
get it, get it happening here on the Captain's Corner podcast. So stay with us all year. Please do. He's at Rashad Johnson. Yes. I'm at JP Wilson 14 on on all things social media. Make sure you tweet us. Tweet us your questions too. I mean, each and every week. I know you guys are are adamant adamant football fans doesn't have to be just alabama football we talk all football um and just tweet us your questions send them out to the captain at captain's corner ua uh on twitter at captain's corner ua on instagram like you said rashad johnson on uh twitter rashad johnson 26 on instagram let's do it yeah because we want to I'm I'm having fun with this. I want to be an inter- interactive with the fans. Yeah, we're gonna have some stuff coming out later where we're gonna be breaking down some plays. You know, the captain's cut or the the coach's cut of game tape where you can see all 22 people in the field. Yes, we're gonna dissect it. We're gonna get very granular, <laughs> break it down just like we would if we were in the film room. Yeah, we're gonna talk ball, man. And I love to do that. There's nothing better than the X's and O's and the poetry and motion. You know, everybody just thinks we're out there ramming our heads and we're chasing a guy with a ball. There's some design to it. There's some thought to it. And hopefully we can take you on that journey with us. And uh, you really enjoy uh, the segment that we do. You know, when we begin to talk some ball, uh, it, it should be a lot, a lot of fun. Definitely tune in at the Captain's Corner. Check us out. Alabama Insider trying to get this thing rolling, man. Roll Tide. Let's do it. This has been the Captain's Corner. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review however you listen. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Crimson Tide Sports Network. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.